Welcome to The Practice Podcast, a show created by lawyers to help lawyers in life and business without all the complicated lawyer language. Let's welcome Bast Amron founders and your hosts, Jeff Bast and Brett Amron. Welcome to a special edition of The Practice Podcast. This episode is a recording from Bast Amron's fifth annual Business Advantage Forum, which took place on January 12th, 2023. The forum is a learning event we host and underwrite each year with all proceeds donated to a charitable organization. This year, our theme was rejuvenation. In this recording, you will hear the opening remarks from Miami-Dade County Mayor Daniela Levine Cava. If you enjoy this episode, we will be releasing more recordings from the forum on this podcast. And please join us for our next forum in 2024. You can find information and recordings from prior years on our website at bastamron.com. I am really excited to know about this group and your annual meetings. And this is number five. Very exciting. But I needed to catch this because I didn't get it ahead of time. The goals are... So the panels today? Okay. Uh, talent boards, okay. right? Recruiting and yeah. retaining okay. talent. talent. Mm-hmm. Understanding human behavior. Human behavior. Right. Got it. And the third one is where's Jamie? Uh, running a business with morals. Running a business with morals. Can't beat those three. Right? No, you can't. <laughs> Gosh, that really very inspiring. Thank you. Thank you for that. I wanted to be clear because I didn't have that ahead of time. I would have maybe reoriented my, my comments, but I'm going to address them squarely as I can because I think that's amazing. So I'm very proud to be a mayor of Miami-Dade County, two years now in service. Two to go, and who knows after that. I am very, very oriented towards making sure that the great growth and success that we're experiencing here benefits our local community. I think probably most of you here are not newcomers. Anybody here who's come down since the beginning of the pandemic? Mm -hmm. Don't be shy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, good, good. We welcome you. And... The fact that others have discovered our paradise is a really, really good thing for Miami-Dade County. We all just want to be sure that we continue to benefit as well. So that's kind of my orientation, is to take advantage of the new energy, the new talent, the new money, the new growth, but also to make sure that we're providing opportunities for those who live here, protecting our most precious assets like our environment. Live like you live here. So thank you for being here. That's proof positive that you are now part of our community. It doesn't take long to be a local in my community. So I'm only here for 42 years, but uh, it took me 10 years to fall in love with the place. I'll be very honest about that. (laughs) But now I am Miami, Miami-Dade County, just so enthusiastic. Just to address briefly some of your top points here today, and of course you'll be hearing from experts, uh, so that's wonderful. Yes, talent scouting, that and retention. You all know the challenges, you're living it. But I will tell you, my personal mission statement in life is talent scouting for world benefit. And I know, for example, this program I just learned, the proceeds are donated every year to charity, which is already a perfect example of what I'm talking about. Because no matter who you are, what your work is, you have a role to play in contributing to the betterment of our community. And for those of you who might know the Hebrew, Tikkun Olam, preparing the world, I believe that that's what we're all doing. 
walking around here doing our part uh, to repair the world. And with this great growth have come many challenges, uh, as you said. The price of, of living, the cost of living here is, you know, if you had your home before, thank goodness, because otherwise you would not be able to afford it. And uh, seriously, as mayor, I have just tackled that issue front and center, and we're doing more than I think any place in the nation to be proactive on the issue of affordability. And that just doesn't mean low-income people, that means our working community, everyone who is struggling to be able to pay those bills. Human behavior, I'll just say. We're living through these extraordinary times. There is incredible stress. Coping has been very difficult. Uh, hopefully you're all doing well in your lives, in your families, but we all know people who really have hurt badly in this time. Crime is now inching back up. Again, we're doing better than most anywhere else, but the stresses and strains, domestic violence is on the increase, suicide on the increase, and we, we have to, to really double down and everybody be part of a caring community. So I just hope you'll get a chance to talk about that, but that's very near and dear to me. I am a social worker as well as a lawyer, and um, we've been bringing a lot of attention to those needs in county government since I came on board. And then running a business with morals. Whoa. So I don't know how well she can do it, but a lot of people seem to get by. So we <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know that they're just deserved somewhere. But <laughs> but I think it's so important that we have opportunities like this to exchange, to inspire each other, to keep us on the right path, all the work in the community, your faith whatever it is that you, you choose, things that keep us honest, keep us on track. And I have a chief integrity officer, first ever in county government in my office, to do just that for me and for my office. So I just want to say, got to keep it real because there's a lot of other noise out there, right? A lot of pressures, a lot of people that seem to know how to manipulate things. I have a um, my second Jewish reference. I am not only the first woman mayor, but also the first Jewish mayor of my Indian county, so a little personal. But Rabbi Mick Shepherds, who is, in my opinion, a prophet, he talks about taking what you do at Sabbath or at the church and taking it out into the week. Like, it's not just for Sunday. It's for all week long. I mean, Judaism, you check in on Wednesday and see how things are going till you get to the end of the week. But how do you make it last, not just in your moments of piety, I'll say. Also, how far out from the sanctuary does it go? Is it only for that space, or do you take it out into the community? Do you care about these people when you're working with your, your faith or your spiritual community, but not the rest of the time? They, not so good. So that's it for morality for me for right now. <laughs> my, my little lesson. But I do want you to know that I do think about these things every single day. And the way that I keep on track is to surround myself with good and caring people and make sure that they know that I want them to tell me, right? To give me guidance. We're no more hierarchical thinking. It's all about a book that I just shared with everyone called The Power of Giving Away Power. It's about distributing and sharing and listening and learning I just told a bunch of little brothers and little sisters that were having an event with Carnival Cruise for a Big Brother Big Sister program that we all have to take risks, we all have to step up, 
and that's how, that's how we'll get there. So that's, that's very inspiring. Thank you very much. So just a little bit about what I do every day. Didn't expect to come in this near. Of course, there was a pandemic already. But honestly, that was a heavy lift. Buildings collapsed in Surfside. It wasn't just about all of those people and their lives asunder, and of course the survivors and the families of the, of the victims, but also everybody else worrying about their buildings and what are we going to do to protect people. And we've made some legislative changes locally and also at the state. Again, things I never anticipated. Then we did have a quiet period of reduced crime, but then it came roaring back and we had to double down. Operation Summer Heat, Operation Canadian Shield, work collectively across all our jurisdictions and bring our violent crimes down dramatically. Dramatically. I thought we need to be vigilant, again, because of the stresses and, and, and everything that's happening uh, that's so challenging. I run a big company, 30,000 employees, a $10 billion budget. And I have to work on morality and engagement and morale in that workplace with 30,000 people. And any of you who run a big company or work with big companies know that, okay, what is it, culture eats strategy for lunch or something? <laughs> I don't know, do you have any strategy or culture here for lunch? It really is very, very hard to move a big ship, but we are working hard to create an ownership culture so that people do have, take a sense of personal pride and responsibility, that they become more flexible. For example, on recruitment, as we're competing with you for the workforce, um, everything we can to, pro to provide remote work opportunities, flex schedules, work-life balance, wellness programs, taking care of our people. Everybody wants to feel that we care for them. And I, I guess I'm in charge of making sure that the 30,000 people are cared for, and not to mention the other 3 million people that live here. I do think that it is important to create a caring culture countywide. This sort of picks up on some of the other themes. Because people have seen me taking care of health, buildings, people know that I do care, that I am very engaged, and people flock when they see me to tell me, first of all, thank you, but also what they need. So we've done a lot to create uh, pipelines for solving problems that constituent service needs in the county. Again, that's my social work side. By the way, I learned a lot of what I put into practice in my days at Legal Services at Greater Miami. So thank you to Legal Services for that great training and Monica for leading the program and doing a wonderful job. So, rejuvenate. So, I know it was kind of calm a week ago, and then, I don't know, all hell broke loose for me. <laughs> I don't know about you and your, your work lives and your businesses, but I knew it was the quiet before the storm, the calm before the storm, because 2023 is going to be a wild ride. Just hold on to your seats. So, it's important, again, that we take care of ourselves and each other, and remind ourselves. I was just telling these little brothers and sisters, they wanted to know the big challenge I had and how I overcome it. And I said, you know, great people, great support. Then I said, you know, it always helps to go to sleep <laughs> and wake up the next day <laughs> with a fresh perspective and 
the problems we had seen quite succumbed. So I, I recommend sleep personally. I'm a very big fan. <laughs> <laughs> People wonder if I sleep, but yes, it's just like you sleep. Not as well as I used to, but I do sleep. And so back to what is my initiatives. So I came into office not knowing about what in the heck was going to happen, all these these challenges happened, but I came with a dedicated approach of engagement. And in fact, I launched in short order my four E's of the pillars of my administration. Economy, environment, equity, and engagement. And so everything that we do, we look to see how does it fit within that framework. We launched the biggest ever in the history of the county public engagement effort called Thrive 305, and those priorities that came from a very significant, fully 1% of our population participated, those priorities are in our budget, are in our strategic plan, and I'm being judged, I'm asking that I be judged by the achievement, those priorities. And that was not a once and done kind of an effort. We are embedding engagement in everything we do in Miami-Dade County. We had unprecedented number of participants in our budget process. We have numerous other examples of ways that people can participate. We're looking for participatory budgeting in, in full force, so stay tuned. So on the economy, because you know, you're here for a business forum, so let me kind of get down to brass tacks. Again, we're doing very well. And the challenge is how to steer it in a way that will be beneficial for the larger community. I like to think of it as the rising tide lifting all boats. And also waterways that are clean. The boats need to be you know, <laughs> clean this same day and, uh, you know, and so on. So we have launched our economic development plan that's called Future Ready. Future Ready Miami Data, and it has three pillars. Advancing our local workforce, we've been talking some about that, how to make sure that people truly have the training and the connections and the apprenticeships and everything to take part in the new economy, which is largely a tech economy, tech in all things, to support our small businesses. Some of you are small businesses, so, so the backbone of our economy. We have an accelerator called Strive 305, and Strive 305, and now we have a virtual Strive 305, coaching, classes, convenings, uh, quite exciting, thousands have been assisted, and then third, unleashing the power of innovation. So yes, government can be innovative too, and we're going to be announcing very soon the rollout, I'm not supposed to tell you all the details right now, because the rollout is on January 25th, but we'll call it the Miami Day Innovation Authority, and it's to solve local problems, especially that the government is responsible for, and that's everything from traffic to sea level rise to de decaying seawalls, promote reading of your water meter, <laughs> all kinds of things, solving those through uh, local innovation and, and with government support. So I'm very excited. I've just been on the phone with lots of key partners, university presidents, big businesses, and so on to talk about it. So stay tuned. And my state of the county address, my third it will be, is on January 25th at Tropical Park, 530. If you want to join us in person, you're welcome. There's a link to register. Or you could stream us. So you don't have to show up. You can be virtual because we live in a hybrid world. I will end with this. I like 
slogans. And the one that I learned when I was first getting to know the business community, I was just a social worker and a lawyer serving the public interest. I really didn't know much about making money. Okay, just to be clear, I think most of you in this room are interested in probably that topic. But I was trying to persuade the Greater Miami Chamber to get on board with a program to help their workforce. Okay, it was welfare reform, people were falling off programs, kids weren't getting insurance, people couldn't be their families, they were all in the workplace, that was welfare reform. So we came up with something called the Prosperity Campaign, because of course we didn't want to call it about poverty, so it was about prosperity. And I came up with what I called a win-win-win solution. It was a win for businesses to be able to help their employees to be more economically stable. It was a win for the employees, more money in their pockets, and a win for the community to generate return. When we spend money locally, of course, it has a multiplier effect. Small businesses also have a multiplier effect. Better than headquarters outside of our area. So we want to support our small businesses. So I wish you all an inspiring, enlightening conversation, and may you emerge with new ideas how to recruit and reach retain your talent, how to support some of the challenges and, and, and lift up our behavior as human beings and kindness. Kindness, I think, would be a good thing. And may it infuse your business morals every day. Thank you very much. Yeah, we have a few minutes. If we'll have some questions, please. Where are ideas? I actually, I actually have a question. Uh, you said that we should all buckle down. 2023 is going to be a wild ride. If you can share any of your thoughts on why uh, that may be, you know, love to hear that. Well, I have the crystal ball back at the office. <laughs> I do literally have that. I guess. They say, not that our bubble will burst, but there will be some headwinds. So I think we want to think about what that means. We've been, you know, maybe it'll mean housing prices will come down. Okay, so there will be hopefully a lot more housing opportunities. So maybe we want to make sure that we don't lose our workforce so we can all work together to, to try to prevent the brain drain that we could otherwise experience. I don't want to get super political here, but I do want to say that I try to, I'm a calming influence, I'm told. Um, <laughs> I, I try not to be bothered by the noise, but I think there's going to be a lot of noise. So, um, you know, I try to stay very focused on what really matters to people right here and how we can improve people's quality of life and take care of our people. But I think there will continue to be more and more distractions as we head into the presidential season, etc. So those would be some of my cautionary tales. Yeah. All right. Any other? Yes. Yes. Are there any uh, plans to take your skills to Tallahassee or Washington D.C. at some point? Staying <laughs> local. So local is great. First, let me say it is such a gift to be able to be in a nonpartisan seat. I'm very frustrated. I mean, for the county government, we have to disentangle our election supervisor, our sheriff, our tax collector, our property appraiser, already somewhat independent, but that's a huge change for county government. We're taking out those critical functions, 
and they are all partisan seats. And penis with no term limits. Just saying, you know, we did not pass it here in Miami County, but it's passed in the rest of the state, and we now are going to have those new four constitutional officers. So, um, to me personally, I I do really appreciate being able to work in a nonpartisan way. That to be said, I will be announcing my reelection campaign soon. Um, that's my immediate plan. But it's term limited, and you know I'm only 67, so you know I've got a lot of good years left. <laughs> I think we have one more if you have time. Sure. Hi, I'm Carlo, and you said a few things about doing uh, public good and societal good by going into public service. I want to ask you a question. Um, and some people they want to do societal good by going into the private sector. Knowing what you know now, what would you have done differently? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, first let me just respond to your comment. I started by saying, here's an example of doing good in the private sector, right? I did start that way. I think it takes all legs of the stool, the, uh, the government, business, and civil society. I think that's our special sauce, in, certainly in this country, and we do need to have also a very vibrant civil society profits, faith organizations, those that really attend to the community, as well as those who make money and create wealth and jobs. We can do without that. And also government to help take care of, of general business. Uh, so I think we need all three. But I will tell you a story. I was speaking to a group of business school students at the University of Miami a few years back. Some of you may know my sister-in-law and very well-known and respected professor there for many years. And of course, they were all in business. They were all about making money. Good, fine. And somebody was telling me that they were waiting to retire to get involved in helping society. And I, I have to tell you, I just about fall off my seat. Like, are you kidding? You're waiting till you retire? Like, hello, we need you now. Whatever, there are so, that, that is, as de Tocqueville said, the unique American brand, that there are so many ways to participate and contribute. So no, you do not need to do it full time. We need business, we need enterprise, we need jobs, we need people to pay taxes, understand? <laughs> <laughs> so we do need it all. But you also asked me when I do it differently. Hmm, honestly. Can't think of a single thing I do different. How about that? That's good. That's good. I have no regrets. And that's partly because my orientation is to learn from everything I do. So if something didn't work, I'll do it differently. And the mayor needs to go. I like to do this. It, it, sometimes people think it's strange. I'll give you my cell phone number. So if you have something else, question or a suggestion, Ladies and gentlemen, you can just write it down. It's 305 4670 4015. And I will just reference the, the progress. Thank, Thank you so, so much. Very Thank much. you. Thank 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 you. Thank